Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get an all-access experience with player interviews, exclusive practice information, and post-game analysts with the source you can't find anywhere else. This is South Philly Sauce. Hosted by Flyers Game Day host Ashlyn Sullivan and Philly sports radio legend Al Morganti. We are back on South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original, brought to you by 94WIP and Jack Daniels. It has been a while. We celebrated the new year, the holidays, all the things. But last time we left you, we were feeling good. Things were good. Promising. Now we're back. Things aren't so good. And that's not what the new year is supposed to bring out. Well, you know, I love the Cam York quote. Vibes are high. Well, vibes aren't high anymore. (laughs) Vibes have have certainly kind of got a bit lower on uh, on what's happened a little bit. So it was uh, that great start to the season and and you go out west and it was really iffy. It was kind of, it could have gone either way. Mm -hmm. And then you had a a McDavid situation, (laughs) which a lot of teams run into. And then a really tough game back home against uh, Columbus where, you know, we're doing the show. We're doing the post-game show, pre-game show. And you, you showed me that what we do before with the odds. Yeah. And I looked at the odds makers' odds, but the Flyers were, were a huge favorite. And I looked at it and said, that's crazy on, on what's gone on here and with the situation where they are right now. I just, it just didn't look that way to me. And no. sure enough, uh, the Flyers lost the game that, kind of didn't look like this season i mean yeah. they've been so good in overtimes and shootouts like you felt good and and then it ended with a you know you got a point but this point ashton didn't feel good and at this point in the season the vibes have certainly gone down a bit no it feels like you lost a point and that leads us to the question was this the worst loss of the season and i'm seeing a lot and, and i kind of agree with it And I'm trying to take a step back because I think with the way this team has played all year, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt that this is not the same old Flyers. They're now not going to lose 10 and go on a skid. They're in a rough patch. And give them the chance to fight their way out of it. And it'll be back to the new era of Orange and all the good things we've been seeing. But that loss against Columbus, your first game back at home in a really long time, 
The crowd was awesome. They were all out to see, you know, the tickets, the suites were sold out. I was trying to get tickets. I couldn't get them, which is a great sign. And it looked like last year's team at times you gave up a two lead goal and, you know, overtime didn't look like overtime in this season. And you just lost to a team you should have beaten. You lost to a bad team who wasn't playing that bad, but you looked at the schedule in this game. You said, oh, the Flyers need to win that game. And they didn't. And yeah, it, yeah it did. I mean, it, it did look like a throwback, I guess I would call it, to a, yeah. to a really recent past where uh, where you got a lead, let it go. Um, and just he didn't feel secure in the whole game. I thought the goaltending was fine. Uh, one bad goal, maybe. But I mean, you should score more. So I mean, it did. It did. It did bring back bad memories of what's happened in the recent past. Um, as far as the team coming back, I, I, I think everybody should remember that there's been warning signs all along that, boy, is this sustainable? Is this model right here sustainable? And it looks like their model might be sustainable, but other teams might have changed their model. <laughs> And that's yeah. gonna Yeah, we heard from Sean Couturier yesterday pregame, and I thought he said it best that the Flyers earlier this season and, and the, the identity that we've always said is oh, the Flyers outwork people and they're violent and they're hard hitting. And Torts wanted to be, no, 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 we're faster than teams. We skate harder and faster than teams. And Coots was saying we are faster than teams. The problem is teams are catching up to us. Now we don't have that as an advantage anymore. They are skating the exact same speed as us. We saw that in Columbus, even though the Flyers to start the game were in their zone, it felt like the whole first period. Tort said at post game that you had that two nothing lead and you gave it away like that. They barely played with that lead. No, they barely played with that lead. And I think when you really look at it, Torts, I mean, Coots is so important um, to the team. And he's almost like listening to a coach speak afterwards. Uh, yes. When you when you see what goes on, so yeah, the fact that they barely you know they barely played with that lead that was that quick goal against them cost yeah. them so badly yeah. just in in terms of confidence of what's going on, and and that's where they may be a little bit fragile right now, um, and just the 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 spot they were in the schedule, mm -hmm. I don't believe necessarily in schedule losses, but I believe in tough games because of the schedule. And this was going to be one of them. So a goal like that can can really affect you. That wasn't a particularly good goal, uh, you know, but I mean, even won a game uh, for Earson's played so well. Uh, but I think that changed their whole uh, mindset and their mm -hmm. ability to push the game. Instead, I think they kind of kind of circled back a little bit and didn't play as aggressive. Fragile is a great word for that. And it does feel like that, right? And I'm, I'm trying to think why. Like, why all of a sudden does it feel so different? It's only been a couple of weeks. <laughs> Granted, they've only won one game in their past seven games, but they've gotten some overtime points. You're in the wild card spot. Like, I'm like trying to talk to myself. Like, Ashlyn, it's fine. Like, chill out. Everything's going to be fine. But it doesn't feel fine, right? Or am I being No, it, it doesn't feel fine because they don't have a history of being fine. Like yeah. if you're the if you're the Edmonton Oilers, even who struggled at the beginning of the year, they changed the coach. But you know, if you're Pittsburgh or you've been there, you've had success. The players have you know been through and say, okay, we'll get out of this. But with this team, with the recent history, you know their their confidence is fragile as a cornflake. I mean yeah. that that's that's where you are right now. And and if things start to go the other way, 
Yeah, they've, they've got some issues trying to come back into it. Even if they're this season, things have happened. They don't have a history of it. They don't. Ha- and that's why when the coaching staff and the management try to say they're building a climate, if you will, they're trying to build that climate mm-hmm. that we're we going to be okay. We, we, can, we can get through this, but it's still, it's still a work in progress. And, and the problem is you've got guys like, you've got some veterans going through it, but you guys got Forster and Brink and, and Frost and guys like that. It's like, they have to, they have to live through this and kind of get their confidence level that when things go wrong, you can still push back the other way. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Right. And you got to give them the benefit of the doubt that that can happen, which leads us to lost in the sauce. And there's a lot of questions going on right now about the flyers and the lineup decisions. We saw a lot of weird things going on against Columbus and my lost in the sauce has to be Cam Atkinson. He was a healthy scratch against Columbus. He has been, gosh, I don't even know how to say it. Unnoticeable the past month. And, you know, Torts gave him, I thought a really long leash. And I think you have to give a guy like Cam Atkinson a longer leash than maybe some other guys, but he just isn't producing goals. That's what he is there to do. At one point in the season when he wasn't scoring goals, he was still getting high quality chances and making an impact. Truthfully, I haven't seen that the past two weeks and this stinks because this is the guy you need. This is a guy that's so well liked to us, to the locker room, fought his way back from injury. This is supposed to be his comeback year. And he has to deal with the blow of a healthy scratch against Columbus as well. And, and, you needed him. I mean, they went with 11 forward, 70, a lot of questions. Was that the right move? Because some people say that cost the team because the forward they had out there looked so tired. Come shoot out. Yeah, that was, a, I mean, Atkinson, you, he was noticeable for, for a bit because he had the chances, like you said. Right. But, but as uh, the coaching staff said, you can only live so long with getting the chances when you're a guy like Atkinson. You got to finish. And I think the end end of his uh, leash, as you called it, on Atkinson came in the previous game when you could just literally watch the game and see the frustration. Uh, Mm -hmm. Shot goes wide, he slams the stick on the ice rather than chasing somebody down the ice because it was just, this is such a long period not being able to score for him. And then there was the penalty that led to the huge goal against them. And that's just a frustrated player who doesn't usually do things like that. And I think if... um, you know, Tortorella and whomever can certainly read body language on what's going on. And this is a guy that is just inside his own head right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're a veteran player with kids around. You start to wonder, I mean, I, can I still do this? And I'm not saying that they can. I'm just saying that I don't care if you're Gretzky or Lemieux or Bedard at this, at this age. 
you know, you go, you go one, two, three, four, five, six, and you start counting the games and you haven't scored, you start to wonder what, what's going on here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he's so, I think for his Christmas gift, when you asked, what do you give the Flyers? I said magic mittens to get him to score a goal. Because honestly, I was like, just get one. And just do one. Things things will things will go your way. And that hasn't happened. And so I think that, you know, if you're a coach and you've got young players and, you know, you're benching this guy and that guy, and you've got a veteran player that's played for you before and he's not getting piped and, you know, you wonder what's going on. So yeah. I think it was a case of, frankly, it was a lot, it took a lot longer than many people anticipated. I was wondering a lot, but I kept thinking, all he needs is the one. And mm-hmm. it just wasn't, it just wasn't coming. You were hoping he was going to get the one before the scratch because knowing towards yeah. you knew the scratch was coming. I mean, we, we yeah. were talking about it two weeks ago, like, all right, like, he better kick it into high gear. This is going to happen. Like you, you just knew it was a matter of time before this happened. Yeah. And you know, you see this happening and, and Torts is a guy that, you know, if you go to the vending machine and the the candy or the uh, the soda doesn't come out, he ain't gonna wait. He's gonna bang on the machine and push more buttons. And so I think, yeah. yeah, I think that's what you know. That's what's gonna happen with his lineup. Uh, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna do things like that that are gonna be like, to be honest, confusing at times. And it was confusing, but they haven't been playing up to par, so you gotta make some changes. I get it. And now Al, <laughs> the Flyers power play, take it away. Yeah, that's my loss. Am I lost in the sauce? I mean, it's lost in time. Uh, you know, we've been talking. It's just been two seasons now. It's like, where, what is going on with this power play? I mean, it's not just, just bad for a brief period of time. It's just been, it, it's, it's, it's in their DNA now and not in their head. It's like, this is what it is. Like, you know, yeah. you look at it, you look at it. In this game, they had a five-on-three basically for over a minute and a half, two minutes, with and went player without a stick for about a minute. So it's five-on-two and a half because no man with no stick, and they can't score. Now the goalie was terrific, but I mean, there, it's come to the point where it's just it's almost silly uh, when you start looking at it. it. You know, guy, are they getting looks? Yep, they're getting looks. But we just talked about Atkinson. You know. He's getting looks, but he's not scoring goals. So it comes a time you, you know, you sit him. Can't sit the power play. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's an old joke, you know, decline the penalty, but you know, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But they're better shorthanded. I mean, that that's that's what it is right now. And I have I've covered this game for a bazillion years and I've seen power plays go cold for a while. But I don't think I've ever seen anything like this where it's just kind of baked into the season and last season so it's almost it almost changes a game like it's almost changes a game plan to look be physical uh you know you know get in their way uh, they're gonna we're not scared that we're more scared of their their P- pk than we are of their penalty their power yeah. play yeah and i don't i give it to them I mean, yeah yeah i thought maybe okay i've even said oh it looks like maybe zamula now maybe it was Provera before couldn't get the shot throw then it, then it was D'Angelo. Is he going to be here for the power play? Then it was Brink. Can we put him on the sidewall and have two left-hand shots or right-hand shots? How are we going to use it on, on the other side? Maybe it's maybe it's a double net front presence. Maybe uh, it's Farabee out front. And at times, it looked like any of that could work. But I wonder now if you just don't – and I feel bad for Tom, the coach, Thompson. I mean, he's like – he tried everything. Yeah. But I'm wondering now if you don't just go back to – you know, they had plan A, B, C, D, literally plan Z uh, – 
with you know with this big z on the big z on the on the blue line maybe you go back to a just okay we're just going to play this with two net front presence and just launch the puck and we'll go from there i, I don't know where you go yeah, yeah i i, I, I mean, what yeah, to me, it's like, all right, get Adam Oates on the phone, the, the power play specialist, and let's just send him video and see what he can talk us through here. Or or just forget about it. I mean, I back in the day, Mike Keenan would just say, we're not practicing the power play. It's doing us no good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and don't like, know. Yeah, the saying being a dead horse. Like, you, and they do. They, we see that practice. They are working on it. And Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. Most it's like, well, yeah, I hope they're working on it. But, like, no, it's to the point now where it's like, Maybe you don't. Maybe you just here. We're going to practice the power play, and we're having no defenders. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go like that. I, I, I have no, I have no answer, and it's a horrible question to be asked as a coach. Oh, uh, because, I don't want to because, ask that question towards. Well, yeah. you, you stand up there, and you, you do not have an answer. It's clear they don't have the answer, or else. And uh, we always say this on the show when I ask you and Scott, and I was like, "What's wrong? How do they fix it?" And you look at me like, "I don't know." You know, oh, yeah, yeah. I, we, you know, we sit next to Hart, and no one's a great power play player, just get in front of that and chip things. And you try to do it, and it's just not working there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a you hate to you hate to just say we surrender, but you wonder if it isn't, you know, we're just going to go go by, we're going to be like the Penguins who couldn't couldn't get a power play going and had to win other ways. And then eventually you think it just works, yeah. But this is this is so long. <laughs> I, I don't think I can just say it's it's ever going to work. That's, I, I don't think it's going to work this year or else it would have worked by now. And <laughs> you're lacking stars. You're lacking crucial offensive pieces on that. But I will say, and I was thinking about this when I was looking at the schedule before this recording, that pot, that game against Columbus was really the first game I felt like the power play lost them the game. There have been, I mean, every game, the power play is not a bonus to the game, but they're able to do other things to cover it up. And we always talk post game in the post game show about bad power play. But we look at things we go, but look at all these other things they did well. Whereas Columbus, I was like, no, that is the reason they lost. Because if you would have scored on that five on three, you would have had the momentum keep going. The Flyers should have won that game five to two, and instead yeah. they lost. Yeah, there's been a couple others where they could have had the margin for error with the power play, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but uh, and the other team does get some energy as the as the Flyers do with the penalty kill. Yep. I, I guess I think Montreal's got a terrible penalty kill. I'm curious if that, that might not be the un, unlock everything on what's coming up. But uh, yeah, you're right. That was the game where you could go through all the analytics that you want in that game. And, you know, you could be from Mars and never seen a hockey game and come down and looked at that game and said, wait a minute, this team's got two more players on the ice, at least here. And one of them doesn't have a stick over there and, like, and they can't score. This is not good. Yeah, yeah, that's why they lost the game. It was. I mean, my mom came to the hockey game last night, and I had friends there who don't follow hockey that closely. And they, when I came up, they're like, "Oh man, they really should have scored on that power play, huh?" And I was like, "What? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you should have got your you should have got your mom to sit in for Hartnell. She's gonna sit on the desk and give give us the analysis after the game." That would have been fantastic. <laughs> I that would have been must see TV. <clears throat> and there are. Um, I guess more as we close up this podcast, there's a couple more lineup decisions I wanted to talk to you about because we haven't really, and we didn't really talk about it much in the post game show. Cause I think we were still stunned by the shootout, but we were expecting in the shootout. And this goes into the, some of the confusing things right now that we're seeing on the ice. Sean Couturier is out first. Okay. We know that by now, 
But I thought with the game that Travis Konechny, you know, and Tippett had, and, and maybe, yes, I'm sure they were gas, but you want to be in the shootout. I thought it'd be TK and Tippett. Instead, it was Bobby Brink, Tyson Forrester, Flyers lose in the shootout. Were you confused by that also? Yeah, I was confused by that with Konechny's night. Maybe he just was too tired. Yeah, that was a, because of the lineup decision. It was it, it made for a lot of ice time for guys. But mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, I know maybe try to get guys going. Don't forget, you're also in a this is what we keep being told. There's two tracks going on here, development and this season. That's true. So, I mean, they, they've got that going on. And, you know, as much as everybody's pointing at Atkinson, Forster's a guy that's supposed to score goals, and it's been a long time. So maybe that's where he gets unlocked or whatever. Yeah, true. So, I mean, I, I, I can sort of see that. Um, but maybe they're also depending on a, a Airson who's so good in the shootouts that he's going to bail you out anyway. So just put anyone out there. Yeah, yeah that, that's what I think anyway. And, and by yeah. the way, yeah, I just want to remind you before we go, the Philadelphia sports writers thing is coming up there. They have an annual, um, you know, fans can come and everything. It's 119th. So it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And they're going to, um, they, you know, it's going to be some awards and Steve Coates and, um, and he's going to get an award for it with Tim Saunders. So he's got, they're going to get something that's, that's going to be a great thing. Coots is going to be, Coots is going to be like the uh, most friendly player of the year. Like he's going to yeah. get the sport, sportsmanship thing. And, the, and it's going to be 50 years, believe it or not, since the Flyers won the cup. So they're going to be, they're going to be honored in this thing. It's January 17th over in Cherry Hill at Doubletree. Go to PhiladelphiaSportsWriters.com to get tickets. And it's you should go to this. It, it really is pretty cool. And Coots is such a good guy. He gets basically the good guy award for this. Aww. So he's going to get that. And then Timmy and, you know, when Coats he's involved, it's going to be fun anyway. What's a party? So, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a party. So just go, you can get your tickets still. It's January 17th. I got an award last year for being old and still doing it. And so it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a really fun night. You're a Hall of Famer and you know it. <laughs> so yes, so, buy your tickets. That sounds really cool and very well deserved for Sean Couturier because he is he is one of the good guys. That's for sure. Cool. And now right. as we close this, we got to talk about getting right. I mean, the Flyers coming up on their schedule, Calgary, and then the Penguins. I said it against Columbus, and now I'm going to say it again. Calgary on Saturday is a must win. Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, must win. If if they if they lose, what they what they risk losing is the faith that's gone on right now uh, with the the building starting to get full again. And you hate to mix, you know, uh, the business with the with you know this actual record with the team, but it it's part of it. And that building's it's tough to get tickets right now, which is a, a testament to the fans here in Philadelphia. And, you know, they've got a stretch to go here before they hit the break, you know, a break where they have, you know, basically it's a pretty tough stretch here. So this to me is a, is a big, big game to come up. I mean, they're all going to be important with the number of you know, points you can get and then lose your spacing in the, in the standings. And just to come off what happened and for the coach, it's a big game. Those lineup decisions weren't second guessed. They were guessed before the game. Mm-hmm. So that's a big game right there. I mean, assuming hard and goal, that's a big game to come back here. And it's a big game. I don't know if Atkinson's going to be in the lineup, what it's going to be. Forster, I think, is under some heat right now to get going. So, no, it's, it's really important. And God knows if this is what you learn about Philadelphia coming in right now. If they, go, if they get an early power play in this game and they don't score, that building is going to get loud and not in a good way. 
Yes. And I can't blame them truthfully for what yeah. they have watched and observed. And yeah, the lineup changes. I, I'm here for it. I can't wait to see what that lineup is going to look like on Saturday because good luck predicting that. And that is South Philly Sauce and Odyssey Original brought to you by 94 WIPs and Jack Daniels. Thank you for tuning in. We will see you early next week. Thank you.